T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 743, 17 before 8. Tim Zimmer, Master Control, playing a theme song. Mark Rosa, President and CEO of Jefferson Financial Federal Credit Union, joins us. A rare Wednesday appearance. Mark is usually with us on Monday. Monday morning markets with Mark when we take a look ahead at the week on Wall Street. And Friday, as we help you manage your money. But today, it's a special... So you know what it's like, Mark? It's like when Bob Hope used to burst onto the set of the Tonight Show. Do you remember that or not? Yeah. Oh, look, yeah, it's vaguely. Mark Rosa. There, yeah, Mark Rosa's about, here. I don't know about all that jubilation, but I understand Bob Hope. Well, we did want to talk about <laughs> the economic news that we get. It seems like it's bass backwards because what's good it seems to be bad. What's bad seems to be good, at least in the eyes of the Fed. Unemployment rate, jobless claims, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And that makes me wonder, and the reason I asked you to come back on was to talk about the actions that the Fed took, and did they cause this whole mess? So what are your thoughts on this? Mark, to talk us through it, please. Sure. And and I just wanted to say that there's no shortage in the financial press right now. For any subscribers to the Wall Street Journal, anybody going to WSJ.com, it was a couple of days ago and over this past weekend, it was a resilient economy vexes central banks. And what the article went on to say, that was just this past weekend. This is going on all over the world. COVID went all over the world. All the central banks had chimed in, not just our Fed, the other, quote, Feds, for our listeners' purposes, European Central Bank, Japan Central Bank, Australia, they were all pouring money in it because that was the solution. Mm-hmm. We've got to get the economy turned around. We've got to give people uh, some subsistence while they're not able to work. All of, Okay, so so much money gets poured into the system as stimulus. And, uh, okay, is that going to cause inflation? Well, of course it did. And it's uh, – I remain – we were making fun a couple of weeks ago that I'm looking on the on the Fed's website, the graph of what's called M2 money. It's a broad measure of how much money is in circulation. And, you know, it, it, it goes up over time as Let the economy has increased its size. Let me use the timeout, Mark. You do this for a uh, living for just uh, us lay people. M2 is a measure of what? It's like all the money's in circula- all the money that's in circulation, plus some other ingredients in there, would be like you know small certificates of deposit. It's a it's a way for the Fed to define. If somebody said, well, how much money is out there? Well, it depends on how you define money. Okay. And the Fed has measures to do that, but it's uh, you know it's in it's uh, 21 trillion at this point, and it was uh, about 16. Right as COVID was beginning, so that that's the money that's been uh, the Fed wow. controls the money supply. That's I mean it's just so much money. So and, and a twenty two hundred as opposed to sixteen hundred is a difference, but twenty two trillion as opposed to sixteen trillion is a big difference. 
is a lot of money. Yes, it so, is. You know, it gets injected in, and inflation starts to ramp up. You and I were talking about that last April when the Fed started raise to, to raise rates because they're like, oh, we we maybe stepped on the gas too hard, and we kept our foot on the gas too long. So it was it was too much for too long. And around last summer, we started to see that that inflation coming in, and it came all the way around to last March before they really started to say, well, we're going to stop pumping money in and keeping interest rates low. We're going to reverse course. So what's the reverse? We're going to start taking money out and ratcheting up interest rates to get this, uh, to get this inflation uh, under control. But they made some other mistakes, and, and some of the, the – the big name macroeconomists were like they lost a bit of, of quite a bit of credibility with the moves they took and how they took them, and the timing is is a lot of it. But it, it's like, well, we're gonna, you know, when inflation started to come up, well, we're not gonna it, it, just the inflation gauge. Let's say it was two percent, and it's climbed to four percent. Well, okay, that's a doubling, and four is a fairly high number in, in that direction. But we're gonna we're gonna use the average. Well, no, you just been put on notice that it's four. So why would you average the two and four to come out with the three? Mm-hmm. The three is not the good, a good number. The three is meaningless. What you've just been given is a reading of inflation is at four. Well, you and I know we talked about it, it would be over and over. It went to ten. Mark, let me so jump in. It, it would be an analogous to. A cop pulls you over, and he says you were doing 90, and you said, yeah, well, before I was doing 50, though, so if you average it out. Average it. Right? Same thing? You need to give me a break. Same thing, right? That would be meaningless. Yeah, absolutely. That would be meaningless to the officer to pull you over. What are you talking about? What's the average have to do with anything? I just clocked at 90. Gotcha. So that's where it went to 10%, and that's where they started really getting serious about. But, you know, within the past – Yesterday, actually, Jerome Powell comes on. He says interest rate increases are going to be data dependent. They always keep reinforcing that, meaning they're looking at the economic numbers and making a decision about what to do. So over the past 52 weeks, interest rates were basically at zero, and they've raised rates 450 basis points or 4.5%. So that's what's got your 30-year mortgages that went into the sevens. That's what you've got your car loans that are in the fives and sixes and sevens for good, good paper. Uh, car loans. So everything had to respond to that. So what they, what's the most recent news is by a couple of of people that are really following this and just reiterating it. So it's a Harvard economist that said, well, the minimum it needs to do, it really needs to go to six. So that number has been repeated. I've heard it a couple of times. So up four and a half percent, if six is the goal, well, then that's what we have ahead of us. So they started tapering back this last increase, and the payroll numbers came in, and the same article, the same economist was saying, this is all labor-driven. Wages have increased. They tend to be sticky. That's an economic term for saying that once they get to a particular level, again, you and I had said, well, your wages are going to start – you're all all of a sudden going to start cutting people's pay? Not likely. So once that got built into the equation – People's wages are going to st- stay high, even if the economy starts to cool, inflation starts to come down. So that that last Labor Department report of over 500, like 517,000 new jobs when the market was expecting 189, what a difference! What a what a what a difference in the projection. I mean, it just blew it out. So Monday we said this Friday another Labor Department report is going to come out on employment, how it's changed. We're going to see how how far that goes, and if it gets blown out again, 
I think the the uh, the expectation is maybe 250, 250,000 new jobs. So what if that comes in high again? Oh, well, they're going to have to take more aggressive measures. That's when the good news is bad because they got to fight it. They got to bring it down. They got to act. They're catching up for lost time. They have to add more pain to the equation than was previously uh, discussed. Oh, we're going to engineer a soft landing. Not likely, uh, but a lot is being, again, driven by the labor market. And that's the magic number might be six. How, how is he going to get there? Is it going to be another 50 point basis point increase, 50 basis point, half a percent a little later this month? Uh, and that'll bring it to five. So then we would have another full percentage point to go. And it is just beating the tar out of financial institutions and the banking system. The Mark. combination of these high rates and he's taking money out. Let me, let me take a break and I want to play what yep. if when we come back. OK, what yep. if the Fed had done nothing during covid? You can think about that. Give us your answer when we come back, because it seems like. You know, you, you sped up, slow down, sped up, slow down, sped up, slow down. If they had just put on cruise control, maybe none of this would be necessary to go back to the traffic analogy. Mark did mention credit and loans, and I know Mark's a fan of this guy, John Alzheimer, the credit guru, will be on with us tomorrow uh, at 9 o'clock, and he'll answer all of your credit questions. 752 8 till 8, traffic now, WWL. I right, quickly back to Mark Rose's 757. We're talking about how the economic world in in a way is upside down where good news normally is bad news to the fed bad news good news mark what if the fed had done nothing during covid and just let the economy ride it out where do you think we'd be well we had a full stop of a 20 trillion dollar economy so that would be very bad it was bad enough you know i look back to the credit crisis and we had similar circumstances mm-hmm. a crisis of credit they had to intervene that's their job monetary policy interest rates and the money supply so they they are pulling those levers to modify the economy and to try to keep the economy at a, at a decent growth rate but you got these shocks that are so hard meaning the credit crisis and covid that they they have to do extraordinary measures and they did and so, so wait, wait, wait. I don't want to spend a lot of time, but yes, just if they had done nothing, what would have happened? What would the economy look well, like? Well, it, it's uh, I think that would have a uh, full stop on a 20 trillion dollar economy. You're going to lose one point five trillion of GDP a month. So that would have been called, I think, a depression. OK. All right. Yeah, gotcha. I think so. OK. So and I want to correct myself. I said last summer they they were they were still adding. It was the summer of 21. So if somebody called me out on that, I deserved it. But it's. You know, they they will keep they kept pumping money in until the first quarter of 22. Then they started raising rates and taking it out. But that that's where we get in this whipsaw. That's where we get in this very uncomfortable feeling. That's where the financial institutions are really getting beaten up by uh, Fed action right now. And and they're just pointing to inflation, which is one of their mandates. They got to keep it under control. But uh, again, time they say we're, we're going to take it all the way down to two. It's like well, it wasn't two before mm-hmm. when things were normal, right? You know, so they 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 go too much on the break now. So we'll keep you know we'll keep talking about it. Uh, good, Mark. My, uh, Friday will help people manage their money. What are we talking about? We are going to continue the the conversation about compounding where we started off last Friday and some other ideas I could share. All righty, that'll be Friday uh, Friday morning, right at seven thirty eight with Mark Rosa. Thank you, sir. Have a good. Perfect. couple of days, Thank President you, and CEO Appreciate of Jefferson, it. you bet, Financial Federal Credit Union. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 